This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. We're going to turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners, get their thoughts, their questions, their comments, their concerns. Uh, first one from Alan Harrison. The defense has been playing good, but it's getting torched on the last drives in the uh, mm. for two games in a row. Is there anything to it? Any long-term yeah. concern with seeing them break at the very end? They didn't get pressure on that final drive against the Lions. They did a couple of different things, Alan. They... Um, they went into a situation where when you play, when you play, um, there was what 141 left in the game, I believe, at the time. Yep. They they did something they probably it was probably too early to do. Now, first off, they probably Dallas, once they got that interception on defense, they probably didn't think they were gonna have to go back out there. You know, they were probably mm-hmm. thinking, this one's over. Oh, let's take a breath, you know, and now they get put back out there with a minute forty left, minute forty one left in the game. All right. Quinn comes out, and we've seen this at training camp, Bobby, where he guards the sidelines. No timeouts, you know, guard the sidelines. Okay, so you have drop, then widen to guard. So now you got guys along the sidelines to don't make let him sure. Get, get don't let him get out of bounds. Don't let him get out of bounds. Okay, at 141, that's, that's a long time. I, you know, I could understand if, like, what the situation Arizona was in yesterday against Philadelphia – where they went, they you know where they had twenty something seconds left and no timeouts. That's when you play funnel defense, and I think Dan went to it a little early. So it's the first first play they get a huge chunk. I mean, ten yard play down the middle of the uh, the uh, the field there. So now it's okay. Well, let's not do that. Bad idea. So they come back. What do they do the next time? Then they get a situation where they play cover two. And then both safeties are on the numbers, not on the hash, on the numbers. Mm-hmm. So you got you got a defense that is stretched horizontally, and then you've got what do you got? The tight end goes up, peels aside, boom, ball right there. You know, now it's another chunk play. You know, now now you're you're thinking like, okay, so what does Dan do the next time? Well, they get in a situation where they need to kind of take care of the crossing routes. Okay, they play with a robber. They play like a cover two and then drop the 
the the safety into the middle area there and try and take care of things. Okay, well, you know, they get a ball knocked down there, a little bit better situation. Still have no pass rush the whole time. Still no pass rush here. And then they and then they all of a sudden they say, okay, well, we're gonna play, we'll play curse on Laporta. Laporta shakes him, you know, like gets him, go outside, gets his weight, outside foot, breaks inside, boom, ball inside, big play there again. So now you're in real trouble. You've given up some plays. There's been some spikes. You know, they're down there, and then they throw the ball out in the flat to St. Brown, and they had coverage problems with Gilmore, and it was, those guys over there in the secondary were all kind of struggling with where, you know, they needed to be. Yeah. The ball gets in the end zone. He tried three different things on that drive to slow down Detroit. None of them worked. None of them worked. And a lot of that had to do with – you were pressuring golf the whole game. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Not on that drive. And, you know, I think he went a little early to the sideline guard. Uh, he got burned on the uh, he got burned on the two wide safeties. He got beat on putting curse on Laporta. You know, there, there was a lot of a lot of things that I think that he probably learned that he doesn't need to do um, anymore uh, that way. Uh, next question here from John. You know, Sorry, we've talked about answer, no, no, no. That was good. We, we, yeah. We've uh, we've talked recently about the Mozzie Smith weight loss and uh, <laughs> where he's at now, uh, which they got him him playing rather svelte. Uh, yeah. Brian John wants to know what position are they grooming Mozzie for next year? Is this a case where they're just getting him ready to play three technique instead of one? I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I. I know he looks small on tape, and that's why I asked somebody. And now it's. I, I don't. I like, don't think you have him. I don't think you have him drop. Realistically, no. Th- no. This is just. I'm throwing out my own number here. Thirty. I, I don't think you have him drop thirty pounds if you plan on him being a pure one. I think one he's dropped close to forty. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think he has two. I'm just trying to to be yeah. generous there, but I don't think yeah. you have him drop thirty unless you're trying to have him play quicker and get upfield and play more yeah. of a, a. Well, that's the whole thing. They're they're trying to get him to play quicker, but he's got to learn to play quicker off the snap. He's got to learn. Yeah, it's, to, it feels like it, instincts more than weight. Yes, 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 it does. But yeah, I mean, but you know, the, he might be in a situation too where they were trying to play him next to, you know, they've got Osa that plays really well at the three. But, you know, you drafted Mozzie Smith to be a 329-pound or 325-pound one technique. Space eater. Space eater. He's not that anymore. He's not even an eater, you know? <laughs> it's impressive how much weight he's lost. But for, for him to lose all that weight, he's not the player that you drafted for Michigan. It's just not – that's not the same guy. But if it's to make him play faster and all that, I understand – but I don't think I would have done that in. Uh, I don't think I would have done that this season. I would have kind of waited to the off season, and maybe they feel like that him playing at a lighter weight will will help him be a better player in the future. He was a pretty good player at Michigan. I'm I'm interested to see uh, you know where this is going. But to answer the question, uh, at 293 pounds or so, I'd say he's probably working to him playing a three technique. 
That would be where I'm groom. I think they're grooming him for. Yeah, I, I mean, I think when you're talking about making him that light, there's clearly you're, you're trying to get him to be quicker up the field mm-hmm. rather than try and, you know, eat space in the gaps and keep linebackers yeah. clean. Uh, next question here from Clint Baldwin. Uh, he wants to know about he, he thinks we're really missing George Edwards right now on the coaching staff. And uh, I saw a couple different questions about the mm-hmm. the linebackers coaches. Uh, a- any long-term concern for you about the uh, the linebacker group? Do you, do you think they're missing the George Edwards, uh, that, that George Edwards decision was, was one that's yeah. hurting them a little bit now? I love George. George and I were together on the early, when I was in Dallas in the early 2000s, and I've always had the utmost respect for George. I think George was really surprised that he got let go. George got caught in a prisoner for prisoner swap as well. I was going to say, I think Dan Quinn was surprised he got let go. Yeah, I think that to me, and I don't think I'm saying anything that's a secret, you know, you had some guys that, you know, Jerry Jones is, okay, what does Rob Davis do here? Oh, okay. I don't think I want to do this with Rob Davis anymore. Well, what did Mike McCarthy counter? Well, I don't think Leon Lett, I don't want Leon Lett around anymore, you know? Well, what about this guy? I don't want. How about the how about the line coach? I I don't know about having this line coach here. Well, if you don't want the line coach around here, I'll just take George and and I'll skip Pete and whoever else. You know, I think there was a lot of a lot of prison contest. I think there was some prisoner for prisoner. I'm you know what? I'm probably way wrong, but it just seemed like to me Jerry lost some guys and Mike McCarthy lost some guys, and you know and. You know, it's, uh, you know, Scott McCurley is, you know, you know, coaching the running backs. That's kind of a shock. Uh, you know, my guy who was coaching the Jeff line- Blasco's coaching the running backs. I'm sorry, Blasco coaching, McCurley coaching the linebackers. I'm sorry. Thanks for catching that, Bob. Yeah, you know. But which McCurley- which I, I do want I do want to give one thing to, to Scott McCurley. He has not had the linebacker personnel he thought he was going to no, have. Hell no, hell he, no. He, so, no, no. So, I mean, I'm, he, I'm trying to give the guy. Yeah, I'm trying to give. Yeah, the guy yeah. They've been credit. they've been very depleted. He he he, he, he planned not, on having yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch and yes. Demarvian Overshone. Yes, in his yes, he did. He did. And it's not you know it's not his fault, but it's just it, it's funny that McCarthy. I mean, he had a bunch of these guys that kind of got demoted, and then all of a sudden it turned into we're starting to move away from guys, and all those guys got elevated again. You know, so that's uh, it's uh, it is it. But McCurley has not, to his credit, he's done the best he can with playing with those hybrid players the way they have. Last question here from Casey. Uh, we already know you're you, you've got a little bit of concern with the Los Angeles Rams, Brian. I do. Uh, but what is your ideal Week One matchup for the Cowboys in the playoffs? So these seeds, to, to me, it's obvious. I would love it if the Vikings could sneak in there and get you the seven seed because I'd like the to go up against, with no quarterback. Yeah, yeah, no quarterback. T.J. Hawkinson's gone. Yes, Justin Jefferson's been banged up a lot yes. of this year. Yes, uh, but which, by the way, I think Kevin O'Connell deserves a ton of credit for even having that team competitive right now. Yeah, with all the the losses that they've taken. Uh, but give me the Vikings. Outside of the Vikings, if you're telling me the realistic options are going to be Seahawks, Rams, Packers, out of those teams. Probably the Packers, I think, is who I want to see. Uh, I would go. You know? I would go. I, I I don't want to deal with Seattle. And here, here, you say this, and now people's going to call you a P word and all this stuff. You know, my most favorable matchup is Green Bay, is what I'll say. Yeah, I mean, to me, playing Green Bay seems like with no Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I'll take my chances. Now they, you know, they, they can Jordan Love's the been really good the last several weeks. He has. He has. You know, you and you've, you know, you've got to. You got to kind of figure out, you know, you're going to Mike McCarthy probably will overthink that game. You know, it'll be one of those deals. But I think if I had to handicap it, I'd go Green Bay. 
I would then go Seattle, and I think I think the Rams. I people are, people are like, oh, the Rams got almost got beat by the Giants. Go back and watch the watch the the Rams play the the Ravens, and you tell me if there's anybody this year, maybe the exception of Balt, uh, of excuse me, of Cleveland, that's played the Ravens as good as the Rams played them. Yeah, the, should have beat them. Is, this is like three weeks ago. This ain't yeah. no this ain't no week four or week two. This is this is at the end of the year. Rams flew all the way across the country and played a one o'clock game in Baltimore, and were a punt return away from walking out of that 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 bank place as a, with a victory. M and T Bank. Yeah, I'm glad you knew the name. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Everybody's like, "Oh, the Rams. Well, they almost lost to the Giants." Go watch. Go watch them play the Ravens. It's a different football and team right now. Circle back after you talk. Yeah, you want to deal with uh, with Puka Nakua. And those guys didn't ever say, yeah, we, we whipped them pretty good when we played them the first time. Hey, they were missing some cats. They, that running back, Williams, he wasn't playing, you know? They Different football the team. That guy, that guy he's, he's like a 120, 130-yard rusher a game. And then those receivers and stuff, okay, fine. Play that, you know, let's, just tell me all about how bad the Rams are. I, I get it, yeah. That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Uh, we will this, be, you know, no, 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 not at all. The, the, uh-huh. This is scrappy, Brian. We need we need uh-huh. more of that. Uh, we will have uh, a preview of the Commanders. Also, a look ahead to uh, any of these moves that could be coming down the pike for the Cowboys. Obviously, they've got Lyle Collins. Uh, we'll see if they make any other decisions now as as some of these players begin to clear waivers. Uh, but for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later.